And I really think that this is the easiest one to change. And that is your physical presence. Like literally just how you stand, how you tie your belt, how you make your dobok uh, or uniform or gi uh, presentable. Like what you wear, how you dress, how like, how, like I'm not saying you have to have the nicest clothes or something like that, but like crying aloud, like, you know, compose yourself, stand tall, be proud. Hey, what's going on, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of Off the Mat. My name is Josh Dumoulin, and this is Nicole Stratichuk. All right. And today we are talking all about not being a punching bag. You know, every Sunday uh, we've been coming in lately and training as a family, right? Like we come in, you know, we wake up, we have breakfast, and then we we come into the school here and it's just the four of us. Rocky, Ryder, you, me, and we come in and spar and we do some patterns and, and we just train together. And one, it's a great opportunity for Ryder just to do some extra practice, but also two, it's it's a great bonding experience as a family. Like we don't just, you know, talk about you know, you should practice, but we come in and do it together. So yeah. that way we all get together. We all just kind of, you know, sweat together. We all kind of laugh together. Yeah. And we're usually playing some sort of tag game and it's just, the boys just have so much fun doing that. And, um, so I, it's really great thing that we take that time and do that cause it's fun. And plus we're getting some extra practice for a writer, uh, with upcoming nationals. So that's right. Yeah. And it, it, it is, it's, it's, a lot of fun, like just being able to come in and, and do that. And, and, you know, you don't have to have, you know, a Taekwondo school to, to kind of train with your kids or anything like that. Like, I mean, we didn't have that when I was growing up, but my, my dad and I would, would train and practice together. So like there was opportunities like that for, for you guys to work out together. Right. Yeah. And it's just making that time for our family to just be the four of us and just have fun together and do something physically active together. Mm -hmm. So really just, helping instill some of those values into our boys. So That's right. And, and, you know, it's like, even with Rocky, who's only four, you know, we don't expect him to be, you know, in there throwing down and, and even Ryder. I mean, he's nine years old. Like he come in and just do, do the best you can. And we, and like I said, it's more, it's more about this family time that we get to spend together than anything. But the one thing that came up, I don't know if it was last Sunday or the Sunday before or Sunday before provincials, like it was, it was Sunday before provincials. We were in training and I mean, listen, me sparring against my nine-year-old son, it's not, it's, it's, it's not the same competition he's going to have, but that, that particular day he was really, really, he was timid. He like, he just kept moving away. He kept moving away when he was sparring you. Like he wouldn't do much. He was, you know, like I said, he was a little bit that particular day, just really, really moving away. Didn't, didn't put a lot in there. Yeah, and like shying away shying from away. the right. action, right? And just retreating a lot. Mm-hmm. And that's closing um, his eyes, turning yeah. his head, just like, you know, trying to punch and, and look the other way and not really see where he's going and, you know, being a mile away from his opponent trying to throw a punch. Yeah, and, and it's not usual for no. him to do that. Usually he's like really go get her in there. And I know we had talked about, you know, you're in different places in your learning curve. So maybe that has something yep. to do with it for him. But yeah, it was just kind of unusual. But not only Ryder, we also see this in other students in our classes. Um, so yeah, it was just something that we wanted to talk about today was this don't be a don't be the punching bag. Don't yep. let anyone treat you like a 
punching bag. You deserve to be in that ring. You deserve the opportunity and um, take make the most of it. And so we were talking about this, like kind of flipping that switch in your mind, right? Getting your mindset right before you um, get into the ring and, and just not letting anyone treat you like a, a punching bag. Well, that's just it. And so we had to just kind of sit down and look at him and say, dude, don't like, yeah, I'm bigger than I'm bigger than you. Like mm-hmm. that, you're not going to necessarily win the match, but don't be my punching bag. Like don't, don't be the one taking the shots, like move around. Like you, you have skills that you possess and trust those skills to, to help you get through that match and do what you can do. But um, yeah, don't just sit there and take those things. And like you said, when we see other students on the floor, you know, with that same sort of, you know, attitude or, or whatever or personality, you know, don't, don't, you don't have to be the punching bag. Like don't, don't be that. Yeah. And you are, what we are noticing with Ryder is that he gets to this point where, you know, he's either got to rise to the challenge, you know, not being the punching bag or give up. And we are starting to see him, you know, kind of just give up a little bit in the ring. And that's why this conversation all came to be. But yeah, we just don't want to see that, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's sad or disappointing, right? And you want the best for our kids and, and all of our students. And so that's what we're going to talk about is maybe some tips to help uh, martial artists not be the punching bag in the ring, on the mat. That's right. Yeah. And it really does come down, come down to, you know, your your mindset around it right like you kind of said like flipping that switch and so when we talked to Ryder about it you know he was able to flip that switch come nationals and of course when he stepped in the ring with with opponents he was able to say no I'm not a punching bag and he went in and he was like he faced you know every bit of adversity and fear around it but that's right there's there's a few there's many ways you can go about it but we kind of narrowed it down to three things that we kind of feel will help you not sort of like, quote unquote, be that punching bag. So, the, you know, we have three three ways that you should consider or when you're talking to your child, coaching your child or as a coach, coaching your students, whatever, whatever situation you're in, or even just for yourself. Like this doesn't even have to just relate to martial arts. This could relate to you in, in the workplace. Yes. This could relate to you at school. This could relate to marriages, like everything. Like they're, they're like, you don't want to be the punching bag. Like honestly, nobody has that respect for you. And the the mindset piece, so the mindset piece when we, uh, you know, let's say you're green belt going against the black belt, right? It's, there's this mindset that you need to adopt. So there, I kind of figure there's two separate mindsets you could take is that I'm a green belt and I'm going to get my butt kicked. There's that mindset. <laughs> or... There's, I'm a green belt and I can learn a lot from this black belt. Okay. So if we take this growth mindset of I'm a green belt and I get to spar this black belt, I get to learn a lot from that opportunity. And so it's making sure that we go into the match with that mindset in mind. So then we can work on these three things that are going to, that these three tips that we uh, put together for you today. So just thinking, what an opportunity you have to learn, even though your opponent might be more skilled, more experienced, more, you know, bigger or higher belts or whatever. Um, just noticing and recognizing that there is such a great opportunity in front of you. 
Awesome. So, all right. So moving on to these, these, these three ways here, let's go into, to our, our tip number one, if you will. And I really think that this is the easiest one to change. And that is your physical presence, like literally just how you stand, how you tie your belt, how you make your dobok uh, or uniform or gi uh, presentable, like what you wear, how you dress, how like how like I'm not saying you have to have the nicest clothes or something like that, but like crying aloud, like you know, compose yourself, stand tall, be proud. So when you're when you're going into the match, like put your shoulders back, put your chin up, like stand tall, be proud. You know, have your belt tied correctly. It's it's the first step to you know like change sort of that like internal feeling is just like actually like making making sure your physical presence is there right and and when we go into the ring maybe uniform a mess shoulders slumped over you know hands not really up and like cowered over like this what does your opponent think your opponent just looks at that and says, oh, there's my punching bag, right? right? So if you're going to start the match with this, then, you know, that's not going to get you in the right mental state either. If you come in like this, your body language is signaling to your opponent that you're the punching bag, but it's also signaling to your own brain that you're the punching bag. Right. And we can extend this to, you know, all the other areas of our life too, right? Like if you're coming into, say, a job interview, Right. You go to a job interview and slunched, slouched, slouched over and, um, you know, shoulders down and maybe your outfit doesn't match the appropriateness of the job. Right. You're not going to be looked at seriously. So this applies to everything is just taking note of your physical appearance and how you carry yourself and the body language that you're, you know, expressing to people. And that body language expresses so much more than maybe even what you say. So just really taking note of that. Yeah. And again, just bringing that like awareness there and having your belt tied just it just adds a level of of confidence to you seriously for real like if you can get your belt tied correctly and your dobok you know like it's it's like one little thing compiling on to another before you know you're like well my belt is tied on my dobok's looking clean i feel a little bit better your shoulders start to go back i feel a little bit better more my chin starts to go up you start to be a little bit more proud and and have a little bit of self-respect for you for yourself. That's right. And, and wherever you are right now, you could put this into practice right now. Like just take a good breath in, set your shoulders back and down. Now your chest is proud and bright, right? Like that, just that simple step makes a huge difference in how you feel. So if you did that right now, you would realize that like, man, I do feel a lot better. Or maybe some of the facial expressions, you know? Um, so if you are focused or if you're like like physically with your face showing nervous, right? That just signals to your brain to do more nervous stuff. So maybe checking in on what your face is doing too. I mean, there's just so many things with that physical presence that signals to your brain that, yeah, you're in it to win it. You are focused. You are ready to go. Whereas if we don't pay attention to the physical presence, right? That's when we see the shoulders slouch. That's where we see the body kind of cave over. Um, and, and that's where we see them mentally start to break down as well. Well, okay. So after how many years of, of, you know, running here and, and all the years, 
we do a tournament prep class usually six to eight weeks before before a tournament, right? Usually it's six weeks, sometimes it's eight. And of all of the classes that you've seen me teach, how many, class number one, the conversation has been around, learn how to tie your belt correctly, have your dolbach presentable, and look sharp. Mm-hmm. Like every single one of them, the first class is all about having that belt tied, having your dole box clean. Absolutely. And I think back to when I was competing and one of the things that I picked up on quite early was that stage presence, if you will, right? Like the competitors, like when I went to my first world championships, I watched everything. And the ones that were successful and won the gold medals, they weren't standing around the ring like this. They were standing like this and their eyes were sharp. Everything about them was sharp. Mm -hmm. And I picked up on that right away. So I just started doing that. I said, if I'm going to be world champion, that's how I need to act. That's how I need to present myself. And I just did it right. And, and that body doing those positions and standing tall and having that presence signals to your brain, you mean business, right? Mm Mm-hmm. All right. So physical presence right there. Like that's the easiest one you can go to. Uh, Tip number two, begin to go against more challenging opponents, like actually face that adversity of of going against somebody who's, who's better than you currently right now and have that, like, you know what, just stay in there, like being able to stay in there. um, But like be willing, go against them. Don't hide from them like actually put yourself against them like purposely intentionally go to them and say next round you and me like actually take your time out to go and put yourself out there again face that challenge and just begin to develop that that confidence uh, of facing a more skilled opponent and then for that round it might not be okay well, i have to beat this again The goal is to not be the punching bag. So staying in there, like actually staying present in there, you know, trusting your skill, trusting your instinct, trusting your gut and just going against it. That's right. Yeah. And for me, I'm pretty fortunate. I have a really awesome training partner. (laughs) Uh, So when we come in for our Sunday trainings, I mean, I mean, our our first and foremost focus is just making sure that our family has fun um, and, you know, Ryder gets some practice sparring and stuff. But we get to take a a few rounds together in the ring. And for me, Mr. D or Josh, he is a very challenging partner for me. And just last Sunday, I noticed this in myself is like the first round that we went in, I am nervous. Like, even though I know you're not going to hurt me, I know that, but I get nervous, but I have to flip that switch in my head. And I have to say, yes, this is my, you know, opponent that is better than me, that is challenging me in the ring. And I rise up to that. So the first round, you know, I feel it out and then I'm ready for the second round. Like I want to go again because I know that you're going to give me a good challenge. You're going to make me better. Mm-hmm. Right. So I myself have to get into that mindset of like, OK, here's a good challenge. I'm going to take advantage of that time and do that. Um, and we see this in our classes, too, is that we want, you know, it's these 
younger belts or younger kids that are trying to get better at sparring, but sometimes they, you can see they keep picking the younger opponents or they keep picking the younger belts. Well, you're only going to get better if you challenge yourself. And there are so many opponents for you in those classes. So take advantage of the opportunity to spar with them. And and the cool thing is you might just surprise yourself. And the worst thing that's going to happen, if you feel like maybe after that match that you didn't win the match, even though we're not really scoring in classes, if you didn't win the match, well, what can you do better next time? Call that same person up. If they if they beat you in that tournament or in that sparring match, well, call them up again. Ask them to be your partner again so that you can try a new strategy or try something else with them or try working on something else against them to see what else you can learn from them. Mm-hmm. Perfect. So number three, more practice. Just kind of going against or sorry, going with your you know, facing a more challenging opponent, but just getting more practice in like more and more and more, get more practice as much as you can come to more classes, attend more regular classes, get private lessons, Mm -hmm. like private lessons, um, are huge for people. And I don't think people think of having a private lesson with a coach, an instructor, a mentor, um, as valuable as they should. Like, I mean, doing, having somebody right there one-on-one with you to go through the mindset of your training and and your practice and skills and, and what you need, what you specifically need is, um, is it can be really, it's more valuable than people give it credit for. Like Mm -hmm. we have a few of our students that do regular private lessons with us. Yeah. You know, some of it, um, you know, started off regular and now they're like, okay, now, you know, like they don't, they don't necessarily need to see us regularly, but they do, they do at least two, three before a tournament, you know, and sometimes it's, sometimes it's skill-based training. Like we need to work on this specifically. And sometimes it's just, it's getting your mind right. Like getting your, your, your attitude and your confidence up. So like having a private lesson, like having having a um, one-on-one with an instructor is really valuable. So Yeah, and in those lessons, like you and the coach or the instructor can kind of decide what your goals are mm-hmm. together so that you're not making a goal that maybe doesn't quite make sense or you don't know how to achieve it, right? So with the instructor, you can create these goals of, this is what needs to work be worked on first. Let's figure out a plan so that you can do that and reach that goal first and then work on the next goal and then the next goal and so on. And so that with the instructor is so individualized and just, yeah, really valuable. I know even for myself, like if I want to work on a certain thing, I, I am reaching out for, you know, private lessons and things like that so that I can get the best instruction that I can. Yeah, that's something that I don't think I... Uh, like, like I, I, you know, a lot of times some of these things and lessons are like, sometimes they're things I wish I did. Yeah. Right. Like I wish I did, um, you know, like that's why, like, I feel like able to talk about is like, you know, these are things I wish I did. I did them later and I realize now like how valuable that was. And it's something like, a, it's something that makes me think, well, boy, if I had done that earlier, if I had actually done that boy, I would be where I am earlier. Like the private lesson thing, 
a mentor, a coach, like a one-on-one. I had instructors, but I never like, sometimes I would look at maybe it could have been, it could have been anything from like the financial investment. Like, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't need to spend the, you know, extra 50 bucks, hundred bucks, like whatever it was. And, and trust me, I get it. Like there, there's financial things, but I wish that sometimes I had just said, you know what? I will, I will get a lot of value out of it. Like the investment I would get out of having a coach or a mentor Mm -hmm. regularly for what I needed, whether it was athletically, um, again, mentally, you know, like my mindset in the ring, uh, or as an entrepreneur, you know, like actually having a mentor and some guidance to actually kind of not necessarily steer me, uh, to the right, you know, thing, uh, the right direction, right path, but to avoid the pitfalls. <laughs> that's right. So like that's that's a big one is is um, having like doing more one-on-one. Yeah, one-on-one training. One-on-one training. Going back to just specifically Taekwondo for me, um, I, you know, back when I was younger and training, I had – I was fortunate to have lots of um, people that were willing to invest their time into helping me train and so I got to do a lot of sparring with people that were way better than me. And uh, at at moments, there was times where I felt like the punching bag. And I knew that's when my mindset was going downwards, right? And I was starting to think like, oh man, I'm just a first degree black belt and I'm only 14 years old and I suck. Like I, that's the mindset of like, man, I'm going into this and I, and I feel like the punching bag. And so when I started to feel those things, it was like I did have to flip the switch because I knew the only person that could do that was myself. Mm -hmm. I had to make the decision. I had to flip the switch that yes, I can go in. I may not be as skilled or as experienced or the, you know, the same level of uh, black belt that my opponents were, my training partners were, but I went in with the mindset that I'm not there to be their punching bag. And I have such an opportunity to learn and gain experience from these people. So having that ability to recognize that I was going down the wrong mindset and having that ability to just flip the switch and go into that training session or into the next round with the right mindset that I was ready to learn and be awesome but not just be in the ring and be their punching bag. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. So lots of ways we can do it, but these, these three things here, just something to really think about when you're, when you're training and you're stepping into the ring and you're going in there um, on, on not being that punching bag, you know, mm-hmm. like not, not just taking, you know, the hits, like, you know, don't, don't just, don't just take it. Like, you know, having the confidence to, to stay in there and keep the fight going, you know, you might not always win, but, you know, hell go down fighting, like go down, you know, like knowing that you went right through to the end because the two minutes, three minutes, however long your rounds are, they're going to go by anyway. So would you rather have them go by knowing that you pushed through, you, you know, uh, fought till the end or did you, you know, you know, deep down, you know, yeah, I really just kind of like gave up there. (laughs) Like, yeah. So, uh, physical presence, 
fix your belt, fix your dobok, fix your clothes. You know, watch how you're uh, watch how you're standing. Yeah, fix like, your stance. Fix your stance. Look presentable. Get your chin up, eyes up. Like and be confident. That helps you get into the right mindset, mm-hmm. right? So yep. fix your physical presence to help get your mind right. That's right. Uh, go against more challenging opponents. You know, being able to actually step in there. Go against more challenging people and push yourself. Get yourself out of your comfort zone. Yeah, and recognize what opportunity lies ahead of you in that opponent. Mm-hmm. Uh, more practice. More practice. Get to class more regularly. Or if the option is available for you, you have the means to, you you are you have the time to, do some private lessons. Do one-on-ones. Get, you know, whether you're working physically or on that mental game, have somebody there with you so you you know you can take those one-on-ones and get uh get that personalized attention for you mm-hmm. there you have it anyway guys if you did find any value out of this please share this episode leave us a review leave us a comment if you found value out of this or you know somebody that could get value out of this please share it with them my name is josh Newland. this is nicole strategic and you've been listening to off the mat bye guys